the sisterhood of the bottomless mimosa. What is up, friends? And welcome back to the Mimosa Sisterhood podcast. I renamed the podcast and I told nobody. So here is the official introduction. The Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa was a bit of a tongue twister. So we've shortened it down to the fan favorite name of Mimosa Sisterhood. And we're going forward with that. Um, so welcome to the new name of the show. And since we're starting off with all the new, 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 I have a new segment and it's happening now. You are live on the new segment. I haven't officially picked the name of it yet, but it's basically going to be featuring the everyday woman. And what I mean by that is that the normal format of the show tells the life stories of women in history or you know, well-known women in society today who we see every day in the news or we hear stories about and everybody loves and adores. But this segment is going to feature the everyday woman like myself and like you and like your mom and your neighbor, your coworker, all of the women out there that typically do not have a front-facing lifestyle that's publicized in society. Yet they have a lot of stories about their lives that deserve to be told and heard. So I created this to feature those women. And a lot of those women are probably going to be fans of this podcast. So this will be a great opportunity to bring people on the show that have been listeners for the past couple of years and are, you know, ready to tell a really cool fucking story about their lives that they think is an inspiring thing for other people to hear. So... I am super excited because we're starting that now. Woohoo! Good things do come in the year of 2020. This is it. So, to kickstart, we have our first guest. Probably the best guest we're ever going to have. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. All of our guests are going to be great. But I'm especially excited about this one because when I was thinking about a large list of women that I know in my life, of women that... I believe have really kick-ass stories that have an inspirational life path, have done wild risk-taking things. People that immediately popped into my head to be on this podcast, this was number one. So I'm very excited to introduce all of you to Julie Bedard. (laughs) Okay, first of all, (laughs) holding back a huge belly laugh the whole time during that introduction, but... I'm crazy honored to be the first, and you said the best, so I'm going to stick with that. Listen, we're oh kicking it off with a bang, okay? I, I'm i so in for that, and I, like I said, am so incredibly honored to be number one. Well, I also, this is new for me, so I've spent the last two years doing the same thing for every episode, and this is very new and to be honest i'm fucking winging it 
<laughs> I, I mean, you know, I can try the hardest that I can try to plan an action and figure out a game plan. But really, I feel like, you know, these things just go how they go. And I needed to start episode one with somebody that I knew I could fucking flow with. <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> okay, well, I think you honestly provided the best direction ever, which was basically like, I don't want this just to be another boring interview podcast where somebody tells an inspiring story without any of like the hardships and the hiccups and it's just all fluff so let's go we got this i mean and you know no hate on this six trillion podcasts out there that feature female entrepreneurs who have nothing but positive uplifting things to say (laughs) i get it we need that but we also need a little bit of like the real real the real real um because i mean this year alone shows that like nothing is nothing is ever like settled like we don't nothing is guaranteed nothing can be Mm -hmm. predicted you're Mm -hmm. never really fully stable it's like we're kind of just living it day by day and this year alone has proved that to the mass majority of human beings on earth of every status and wealth and demographic and so it's like we're not here to just be like oh guess what here are my six tips and tracks to fucking being a boss babe no we're gonna be like dude this fucking life is insane and it's been a goddamn struggle but this is what i'm doing and this is what i've learned and this is what i've experienced and these are my plans and this is how we're gonna all fucking get through it together yeah, there's definitely been some punches, so we don't have to focus on all the good stuff for sure. <laughs> this has been a year of, okay, my sister-in-law always says where your feet are firmly planted midair, like literally like flying by the seat of your pants. It's been freaking nuts, dude. It's really been nuts. And like, you know, when I like was thinking about this segment and what I wanted it to be, I... You know, it's like I can tell stories about all of the greatest women in history, and we love those fucking stories. But I also want us to pay recognition to just the women today that are living life and like whatever that is, whatever that could be. And, you know, those stories are equally as important. I think like the female experience alone is incredibly diverse across a multitude of demographics and socioeconomic statuses and states and countries and it's you know the things we can learn from the everyday girl is empowering and so that's what we're gonna do here that's what we're gonna do i'm so in for that so just that's the title i think (laughs) i think you just figured it out The title is a paragraph long, people. (laughs) I love Um, it. Okay, well, before we get started, I just think people should understand that I've been drinking wine, which is absolutely on brand with this podcast. Um, Normally I do a wine review, but we're not going to do that today. But I am drinking a Sauvignon Blanc. I am on my second glass. It is quite tasty. Um, And I... Julie, I don't know if you've had a drink today or what you're drinking or what the plans of drinking are, but... I actually am, um, and I was thinking this would be a really fun topic (laughs) to talk about. Um, I'm drinking a White Claw, and I'm so curious... I know, right? I'm so curious what your favorite flavor White Claw is. Okay, so 
I go through like seasonal phases of favorite white claws. <laughs> I will start also by mentioning that I had at least 75 white claws over the past weekend. <laughs> and that is not an exaggeration. Oh I would God. say 25 a day. Um, <laughs> you're like just beer bonging them all day off the back of a boat or it's what just, it's just like it's the easiest most refreshing thing to drink and you can literally have one with like breakfast it's like not difficult you know that's true okay so, i do have to say well i'm sure we'll talk about this but i do do a weekly like cocktail on my instagram and, and put it on all my channels but i've been waiting to do one where i do like a white claw cocktail because i always use white claws as mixers and you know that because i've yeah. definitely mixed you some white claw cocktails hell yeah white cocktails that's what they're called <laughs> white cocktails i love it <laughs> Well, my, I think I would have to say if, like, I could only drink one flavor for the rest of my life, it would probably just be the basic lime. Mm. But black cherry, I love. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I also love grapefruit. See, I feel like we just made the perfect pair because in that, like, 12-pack, like, I go straight for the raspberry. (laughs) Lime is up there, too. Don't get me wrong. but I hate the raspberry. Really? They're so yes. good. That's what I'm drinking right now. Oh, my God. I despise <laughs> it. See, we would we would be the perfect split of a yes. white claw yes. pack. And then we'll just throw in, like, the mangoes by themselves, too, yeah. because I'm also down with those. With I can go with the mango. Rim. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best claws I ever had was the one you made me with the tahini rim. Yep. Fire. Fire. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take one more sip. and then we're gonna get started let's do this okay so just to preface people a little bit on why you're on the show why i picked you to be number one why you're here to tell your story (laughs) is because julie and i worked together for like several fucking years i mean Mm -hmm. you worked at this company for like eight thousand years and i worked there for like five thousand yes <laughs> which which felt like five thousand um but we worked together at the same company for many 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 years and then we have the unforeseeable luxury of being placed side by side in the office during one of those like desk moves whoever decided that regretted it for sure oh god i mean they were like (laughs) it was like a trouble it was like an hr trauma they were like oh my god what did we do are we gonna get fired for even making decisions like this how did we not foresee this would happen what is wrong with us like it i mean i mean sorry not sorry but it's like we didn't ask for this you set this up so for me probably one of the top five highlights of my experiences at this company (laughs) was getting sat next to julie (laughs) but anyway we like i said worked at this place whatever i quit and went somewhere else and julie ended up losing her job at some point and then the coronavirus hit and then life fucking exploded like a volcano yeah and this was very out of left field (laughs) like i mean the pandemic alone was very out of left field but like the way that things unfolded were very peculiar and it's one of those things where it's like i firmly believe that like and i feel like you believe this too but correct me if i'm wrong that sometimes 
you need to just basically get fucked across the face in order for like next chapters to begin okay i don't say it that way the way i say it is like everything happens for a reason which i do firmly believe in i don't think that necessarily means you have to get fucked across the face but yes i do think that everything happens for a reason well sometimes like abruptly so not to get super witchy but i'm a fan of the tarot deck and there is a tarot card that's called the tower and the tower is literally an image of a tower burning up in flames from the top down and like if any at any point in time that that card gets pulled during someone's tarot reading it basically means like you better fucking take a deep breath because something's coming and it's coming quick and abruptly and like it's gonna hurt like hell and you're gonna burn to the ground and have to build up from the beginning yikes and it's it's scary and it's like traumatizing but it's kind of one of those things that like is almost a blessing in disguise it's like it allows you to rebuild yourself to become reborn like kind of like the phoenix rising from the ashes you know yeah i definitely got dealt that card Oh, hell yeah, you did, which is why you are here to tell us the story, because you have a very, very, very positive ending to your Phoenix Rising story. Dude, that's true, and, like, even when I was going through it, like, it was crazy, and I'll tell you some, like, crazy periods of it, but, like, even when I was going through it, there was still, like, there was still a silver lining, and I knew it was there, and I, I believed that, like okay like (laughs) everything's gonna be okay like (laughs) but should I just jump into it just just fucking jump in okay this was like probably two weeks or like a week before COVID-19 shut down the entire world and everybody stopped working everybody went home from work I got laid off because the company that we worked for essentially did a huge round of like layoffs and downsized I was picked as one of the people that had to go. (laughs) Which was not coronavirus related. It was not coronavirus related. Um, And I wouldn't say that it wasn't personal either because it felt very personal. I'm still dealing with some of the trauma. (laughs) I mean, you were... I think the thing that, like, fucking pisses me off, which, again, I'm going to be as general as possible is that you were a very valued employee at this company extremely valued like top five queen of the crop (laughs) if not top three (laughs) that's my personal opinion and I think literally anybody that knows you and worked with you so it's very it's kind of like you know it's one of those like totally like blindsided moments where you're like wow I've been in like a great employee and I've been a a positive contribution to the company values and the culture and I I don't I've no I've been here for years I have no idea what the fuck just happened yeah like normally they'd lay off me like they'd be (laughs) like like, who are you gonna lay off (laughs) that loud ass bitch that's slamming on the computer and talking (laughs) shit to hr and causing a ruckus like if they're gonna lay people off like it's people like me who are like are totally like like a (laughs) rhino in a like a china shop Uh, you know yeah (laughs) that was that was the hard part because i was like when they told me i was like are you kidding me i was like you're picking me 
I was like, this is so personal. I literally said that. I was like, you could tell me it's not, but I know that this is. And that was hard. That was like such a freaking slap in the face, gut punch, ego blow. And uh, yeah, no, I had a full breakdown. Like, I'm surprised I didn't do like the... <laughs> was it office space where he's like fuck you fuck you no that was jerry Maguire, huh <laughs> fuck you fuck you i'm out of here you know like I, I probably should have but um yeah so anyways i got the news and like i lived like an hour from work and so i'm like texting my husband and i'm like dude i just got fucking laid off and like what the hell are we gonna do you know i don't how am i gonna pay my rent you know i just like automatic all of these fears just started like sinking in I was sobbing it was so embarrassing it was like the most humiliating thing I've ever gone through because I literally had to be escorted to my desk to pack up my stuff it was humiliating like the worst day of my life <laughs> once I like got that news that I was being laid off and I packed all my stuff in my car like gave a couple people a hug left the building I was driving home and I was like sobbing and then sobbed like the whole way to my husband and then I got on the phone with my best friend and I was like dude I was like this is what just happened and somehow in between these conversations I was like you know what I wasn't freaking happy there like I knew they didn't value me I knew I wasn't being utilized to my potential and like I'm fucking glad this happened, you know? I, I knew it was, like, it sounds corny, but I knew it was, like, the right thing. I knew it was, like, the best way I can say it is some fucking divine intervention where it's, like, girl, like, if you're not gonna quit, like, we're gonna, we're gonna make this easier for you and, like, literally push you out, you know? And, like, I, I feel like that's, that's what happened. And then immediately, like, within an hour after getting laid off, I felt better. I was, like, wow okay, like, I feel so much better already that I'm not there, you know, and so I guess that means that it really was time for me to go, <laughs> whether or not I was a good employee or not. Well, you know what else, I mean, I don't know if other people feel this way, but I feel like something I definitely experience working in the corporate world, like, there's this, like, weight of, like, always having to live up to some type of, like, expectation, and this pressure of, like, am I good enough to meet that expectation? Are they happy with what I'm providing to meet that expectation? And there's this always like, I, I mean, I, I feel this way where it's kind of like, I almost put my like self-worth and value on a level of what the company I'm working for mm. is accepting or right. approving or elevating. And so it's like, I like have this bad habit of like tying my identity into how other people feel about my work mm -hmm. and so like if I were to get you know I almost feel like there's so much like a stress and a pressure I put on myself to like appease these people yeah that like one day when they just cut the rug out from under you it's like it's that pressure pressure is removed it's almost like a weights released and you're kind of like holy shit no one's determining my worth anymore like yeah nobody is deciding you know if I've done well or if I'm good enough or what more I have to do or you know all these other things and I think about that all the time still right. employed by other people of like how freeing it would feel to not have that anymore to not have okay. to like rely on other people to determine that. 
Okay, and I'm just going to say this, like, you're not going to have to wait that much longer for that because I believe in you and I believe in this podcast and you are going to fucking get there. I believe in you. One day. It's just, it's coming. It'll it's coming. Come, but it's going to be baby steps and it's probably going to be like in a tower volcanic explosion like yours was. <laughs> and I'm going to be smiling from ear to ear, kicking my heels. <laughs> it's like a release it's like the gates have opened you know yeah and it's kind of like wow the caged zoo animal has been let free to live its best spiritual life like i kind of feel that way i still like have like a little bit of faith that there are companies out there that actually do what they say they do you know they practice what they preach um but this is what happened to me like i i started like the week after, I was like, okay, make a list. Where are the companies that you're going to apply? How are you going to apply? Do your resume. Do all these things. And I was like, well, I don't want to just work at another company, you know, just some random company. Like, yeah. I want, like, my list of requirements of, like, where I was going to work started getting, like, super long. I was like, okay, like, my dog has to come to work with me. I want to take the train. I don't really <laughs> want to commute that far. Like, I had all of these, like, ridiculous, like, wants. And I was just like, I want to be somewhere where it's like collaborative and like I have like people who actually like appreciate me you know it's just like all these like sort of like existential things some of them like obviously very physical like where I wanted to work but like I was like dude you know what I was like this doesn't exist I was like this is some made-up fake reality that I am like gonna go out and try to search for again somewhere else and it's it's gonna let me it's gonna be another letdown you know and it's gonna be the same thing like you said you left one company to go another company and you're dealing with the same shit you know and it's just like I know that so truly (laughs) to my being that I'm like I have no intention of being an employee again well also like all fine and dandy to have this giant list of expectations from your next company but like are you even gonna get an interview after 500 resume submissions like well, let's not start now. there actually not now <laughs> so at the first week when not like the it's entire like, world was laid off i thought maybe i would have a chance even get an interview yeah and, definitely not now you know it's like the way that things operate it's like we would love to have boundaries and set standards and it's like nobody can even get an interview yeah. How are you even supposed to have boundaries and standards when you can't even, your application is one of 3,000? That's true. It's, like, it's, so it's true. such a ridiculous I that's why I was process. Just like, I was just like, okay, I don't think this is actually going to happen. So I think the best thing that I can do for myself is like figure out how to make it my own reality. Well, and then what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I started like, Okay, so I started brainstorming on, like, different, like, things that I can do from home. You know, I was like, okay, I've been an extremely, like, artistic person, a very crafty person. Like, I sew, I paint, I do shit with clay. Like, I'm always doing stuff with my hands. And so I was like, okay, what can I do? And I was like, I'm going to start making dog accessories because I'm obsessed with my dog. His name's Artie. My company's named after my dog, the Artie Party. Partially because I thought that I was going to be making dog accessories. So, like, I make his little harnesses and his little bandanas and bow ties. And I was like, that's so cute. I love dogs. I love dog accessories. We can do, like, a dog charity. I loved it. The arty party. It's so cute, you know. And so that's kind of, like, where I started. And then I I just kept, like, 
spiraling with ideas and things that I can do. And like, meanwhile, COVID is in like full force now. And it's like, okay, every single day it's like changing and it's getting scarier and scarier. And like my sister like texts me and she's like, hey, can you please like meet me and my family some masks? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Like I'm sure I can figure that out, you know? And so I like went down into my little sewing room and like sewed up a couple masks. I was like, oh yeah, this, these were good, but I'm going to, you know, change a couple things. I'm going to do this and stuff. And I was like, I'll send some to you, you know? And so it was easy. And I was like, you know what? I was like, if I'm making her masks and she needs masks, I'm just going to post on my Instagram. Like, Hey, anybody out there, if you need masks, let me know. Um, I'm going to sell them for 12 bucks a piece is basically what it was. And so I was like on my way to, Joanne Fabrics to go get some more fabric and like my Instagram started like blowing up I was like uh oh <laughs> so I was like oh no everybody needed masks and like in a period of like a month between like end of March to like beginning of May-ish I made and shipped and sewed like over 500 masks it was insane. Like we had a full sweatshop at my house, my husband included. Artie was like cutting fabric, no, <laughs> but no, it was crazy. And I was like, wow, you know, I just like, it was, it was wild because I had to learn so many things so quickly. Like as soon as I even had to ship something out for the first time, I was like, okay, wait, what do I do? <laughs> Where do I go? How do I get a label? Like I didn't know anything. It sounds so stupid, but like I was like. Okay, I'm literally figuring all of this out. And this wasn't like a legitimate business. This was like, oh yeah, just go ahead and DM me and then you can Venmo me and <laughs> send me your address. Like that was it. And I had like a Google sheet where I kept everybody's like information and that was it. But honestly, the success of that and like the money that I made from that, I was like, okay, what's next? Like I've right. zero passion for making face masks. Like I'm already like, I'm over this sweat shopping. <laughs> I was like, so what's next, you know? And so obviously we're, we're all stuck at home and I was like, okay, like I want to do like a subscription box of like craft projects. I don't even know if I ever told you this. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I was like, let me think like how many like projects can I actually think of? And I was like, cause that's not a good idea. You know, of course there's like all that, like, talking down to yourself and self-doubt and oh, stuff yeah. and so tons. tons of that and so I like started making a list and I was like I can do this I can do this you know so anyways I ended up um putting together like a DIY craft kit that people can do at home and I uh, I called it cactus clay it was a little clay project where you you've you sculpted this little cactus and then I sent you an air plant to go with it and then you put the little air plant on the top of the cactus and it was cute as hell and I was like I have no idea if anybody's gonna want this I have no idea but I'll, I'll plan I'll plan for something successful and I'll I'll get a hundred kits like I'll get enough supplies for for a hundred of them and no joke like 24 hours like they sold out every like, well, all 100 yes that is fucking crazy <laughs> it's crazy I was like oh shit and so then I, was also <laughs> like, then I was like how am I gonna get all these out I was like overwhelmed I had like full breakdowns like girl like I went through the gamut of like emotions with that 
But you know what's so funny is that like, okay, so your first two things that you took a stab at yeah. post layoff mid corona were two things. Well, one was something essential that the entire yeah. world is needing. And two is like this newfound interest in at home projects yeah. that everybody is dying for, yeah. which is like almost equally as essential. Like people are like, holy shit. You know, everyone was like for the first time in our entire human existence lives, we're having to sit at home and go nowhere and see anybody. Like yeah. you can only watch so much TV. Like I've paint painted like three paint by numbers for the first time in my life. I've been fucking doing puzzles, like all this weird shit we're doing now people are like dying for yeah I think that it was just like it was at the right time you know everything was like everything was timing I swear like the masks it was timing as soon as I like started seeing them on like old navy and they were like three for five dollars I was like okay well I can't keep selling twelve dollar a piece masks so I'm out you know yeah and then I was like okay like what else do people need they need things that like keep them entertained they need ways to like connect with their friends and like activity based thing so I was like cool this is gonna be so fun like cactus clay hell yeah I had to learn a lot of things that I had never done before like I put out like a four-part video series that was like in my opinion fairly decent for not having any video editing experience and like dude I shot those videos like three times each and like it was a lot it was a lot um but it was it was crazy fun and I think like the biggest like learning experience that I had with all of this is that like I kind of just jumped in you know I didn't really think a lot about it which is good and bad because then you just have to figure things out really freaking fast yeah. but like if I was trying to plan all these things ahead like they never would have happened no. in a good time you know no, like it would have exactly. taken me forever exactly and cactus clay is still available isn't it yeah, yeah. So I'm st I still do cactus clay. I'm actually on like planning. Okay, I have like four more clay projects in my head, literally four. So in the next couple of days, I'm gonna probably post on my Instagram and do like a story and get people to vote for like what they want. Cause I can't freaking decide. <laughs> but I love clay. I love air plants. Like it's all, it's all something that in my mind goes really well together well so when you do purchase a cactus clay like what comes in your kit so the kit comes with a pound of clay which is um like the special air dry clay so you don't need it like an oven or anything for it um i include four different paint colors so you can like mix the color of cactus <laughs> that you want um i include a sealant so it helps to kind of like harden it and cure the paint um, you get like full video directions, you get this little air plant to go on the top of it, um, paint brushes, a couple little tools, like pretty much everything that you need. It takes like three days to finish it. It's a lot of fun. And like being the like creator of this, the best part is going back and like seeing everybody's finished versions and like, Hell yeah. <laughs> they're all so cool. Everyone has like its own like little personality. And so, yeah, no, it was it was a really fun project and still is. I mean, people are still buying them. It's it's really cool. But I think like the cactus clay is super cool because it's like one, something you made. 
Two, like it's now an additional like home decor that you can put anywhere in your house. And then three, it has the cutest little air plant head. It's like the air plant sits on the head of the cactus. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story about how he got the name? No. Okay, so Mike always thought that he looked like a boxer because like the cactus, it has like two arms and like a little head. So he's like, it looks like a boxer. And so... Um, Muhammad Ali, his name before he became Muslim was Cassius Clay. So he's like, babe, babe, Cactus Clay. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, that is such a good name. If if anybody ever needs anything named, I'm going to link him in this, in the video notes for Melissa. If anything, if anybody needs anything named, call my husband. He's literally the punniest person I know on the planet. That is super, super good. I love it. Yeah. So Cactus Clay is named after Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali. All right, well, what happened after Cactus Clay? You have so much more. Okay, so a couple things happened. Number one, as I was sourcing the products to put these kits together, I ended up being introduced to um, my air plant people, Larry and BB. I love them dearly. They're a couple that live out in um, Escondido, and they're just the sweetest people in the whole wide world. So when I met them, they run... their their air plant business out of their home so they've literally transformed their entire yard into an air plant nursery it's massive and amazing and like the most zen place you've ever been um so after meeting larry and bb they're like what do you want to do like what's your plan what are you going to do with this because jules jules (laughs) jules the the possibilities are endless like how big do you want to be like they would have these conversations with me yeah and I was like how cool is that though oh my gosh like they've literally been like they've literally been like my little like air plant guardian angels there's the sweetest people people in the whole wide world they check in with me more than anybody how's business how are you doing what do you need we're praying for you like oh Oh my god they're the best Jules how's it going princess we got some new plants look at this yeah no they're just like the most amazing people so I was like I was like well I was like I don't really know you know I I was like I love air plants I was like maybe I'll do like another air plant project you know and he's like he's like no 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 he's like think bigger he's like because there's only one of you and he's like you can't just keep putting things in containers and shipping them out it's too much like work like think bigger you know and so he's like he's he's so like amazing and inspiring and like super down to earth and stuff but um anyways I was like I was like yeah I was like I love air plants you know they're so freaking cool I was like let me just think about it let me think how I can like come up with some kind of cool way to like display them in your house so I was like okay like I'm not going to be making clay pieces like that's kind of hard and time consuming and I don't have like access to like a studio there's just like a lot that goes into that I'm not going to do that maybe I can like wholesale some stuff, you know? So I was just like, I was kind of thinking on it and I was like, hey, I was like, what if I do like a hammock? Like, what if I sell like this piece of fabric and I put two strings in it and then I like hang it up and it becomes like a little airplane hammock. And to be honest with you, Melissa, like I am Pinterest obsessed. So I look at Pinterest constantly 
and to actually have an original freaking idea it's like, insane it's insane yeah so I was like I was like oh my gosh this is nowhere I made this up this is invented you know so I was just like hell yeah I love these hammocks they are so cool um so yeah so I just like started designing them I like started out with like actual like printed fabric which I didn't like and then I started painting the fabric which I liked a whole lot better um and then I did like a few other designs like I, I, I made something called the air plant throne which is basically like this golden ring with like dangling tassels and wooden beads for like my favorite air plant which is the one that you got you mean the queen of my universe the queen of my universe too girl <laughs> sure it's called the xerographica and it's literally like it's like this mike calls it like the updo air plant like it oh, literally he's yeah. like it looks like wedding hair i was like it yeah does. it's like massive so anyway so i was like okay cool yeah like i've i've come up with these rad little designs like they're amazing i brought them over to larry and bb i was like what do you think and larry's like I don't know, Jules, he's like, you're going to have to make a lot of these. <laughs> he's still like, he's still really worried about like scalability for yeah. me, which I freaking appreciate because I get it. Like it is, it's like, I'm cutting, I'm sewing, I'm, I'm like fusing these like pieces to it. Like, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to make one of these, yeah. but dude, I'm like super passionate about it. And I feel like I came up with this cool design by myself and like, I'm going to ride this until it dies. Dude, it. ride it forever. Ride it forever. <laughs> and also, I think it's one of those things, though, where, like, you, the, t the people that are going to be purchasing product from you know that you are a solo creator. You're working alone. You're doing this handmade. Like, no one's, like, expressing overnighting these air plants. I feel like it's kind of, like, people are going to be considerate. I mean, people that are considerate people are going to be considerate. <laughs> Every now and then you're going to get some fucking Karen that's going to roll through and be like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's impossible. Next thing you know, you're going to get like fucking trolls on your Instagram page. You didn't oh make my, my plant fast enough. Okay. Well, when I get trolls on my page, then that's how I know I've made it. Right. So bring it on. <laughs> but I mean, I honestly, I feel like the, that's the kind of thing, like cross that bridge when it happens, For just sure. keep cranking shit out because I think people, especially again, in the pandemic age, in the Corona age, like people want to purchase things from you. They want to be supporting small business owners. We aren't buying Walmart anymore. Like it's like we're we're sourcing things locally we're giving a fuck about small business owners we're trying to support our fucking neighbors yeah no it's true like that's definitely what i felt and like i already feel like i'm building like not to sound corny but like an, a literal community like around this business and like people do want to support me and like people just like dm me and like comment on things now that like we've become friends and i've never met these people in real life and it's so freaking cool like i'm like babe i have friends <laughs> that's what i say the real reason why this segment became what it became and why it came to fruition is because i've met so many amazing women through my podcast women i do not know complete yeah. strangers i've connected with on the internet Same. with incredible stories with incredible passions incredible businesses and i feel so 
honored to have connected with these women people i would have never met in my entire motherfucking life i mean it's just i don't know that i would have done this if it wasn't the connections i've made through my podcast with women across the entire world who've inspired me to create this segment and yeah it's 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 wild i can 100 percent relate it's like these people that have become like friends and like supporters i'm like like wow like what I like when I look at like my orders I'm like I don't know these people this is amazing how do they find me like it's so um it's so validating especially because like what happened was once I like decided okay like uh, this is what I'm gonna do this is what I'm gonna design like I'm gonna make these things like it's time for me to go legit because I was still doing everything on Venmo and on my Instagram and I was like okay like Venmo's getting a little out of control I don't really know what to do with that tax season's gonna come and I have no idea what's gonna happen with that we're gonna cross that bridge when we get there but like I was like I need to like legitimize this because the reason why you have a e-commerce website is so that there's systems in place to help you get things to people yeah more efficiently so so I kind of like backed up and uh and decided, okay, I'm going to launch an actual website. And that took me, like, a long time, in my opinion. Like, it took me, like, a month and a half or more of, like, figuring out how to build a website, like, what needed to be on it, taking photos, like, actually making the products. Like, all of that was was crazy. If anybody's starting an e-commerce business and, like, they need help, like, you can reach out to me. I have no problem offering you any kind of advice. Like, I had a couple people in my back pocket that had done it before that I was like hey girl how do you make a skew like do you just pick like a random name like do I just call it airplant too you know I was like I don't know what I'm doing you know just like random ass shit like that so anyways yeah um that's what I that's what I ended up doing you know so I was like okay I'm gonna make this legit I'm gonna launch this website these people are already supporting me most of before that is like mostly people I knew and now it's like just completely blown up into like people I don't know and like yeah I'm not saying blown up like I've gone viral I'm just saying like it's definitely growing and it's insane it's one of those things where it makes you feel like all the time effort energy and passion you invest into what you're doing now is like it's a real thing it's like I'm not just putting things into space anymore I'm not just shooting my shot and fucking around you know yeah it, it makes you feel like what I'm doing is reaching people it's mattering which is the yeah. entire point of why right. you do it you're trying to reach people and then right. when they reach back out and they're like yo this is fucking kick-ass you're like yeah. oh my god I already feel like something's happening like how did this happen I didn't think it was even ever going to happen it's happening now I believe that I am capable of literally so much more it's insane a thousand percent relate to that it's so wild it's like those little like it's like those little pieces of validation in a way that like you I personally need that like if nobody was responding and nobody was buying my shit obviously like I'd figure out different things to do but at the same time I'd be like this isn't working. Like, this isn't this isn't happening. <laughs> I need to do something else. But like, even just somebody saying like, "Yo, like, I love your products," or like, "Yo, I love your podcast." Like, it's like, oh my gosh! It's like it's actually resonating with people. That's amazing. They like yeah. me. They really like me. <laughs> well, and again, like it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Is like this is something you're doing for you. You're yeah. not doing this for another person to help them out. You're doing it for yourself. 
and you're it's you're an at will employee of Julie Bedard or <laughs> Melissa Herrera. Like there is nobody di- dictating anything but ourselves. So it's That's like true. when you put things out into the world on your own will and your own passion and your own interests, and you get positive feedback, it is v- literally a direct validation and confirmation that what you're trying to give other people is being accepted. Yeah, and it's it's immediately touches you in a yeah. personal way that you could never really truly feel when you're employed for a different company helping another person become a trillionaire by working a entry-level salary at 31 years old (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, speaking directly upon myself not Julie (laughs) (laughs) no but like that's like that's the scary part too it's like dude if I didn't have if I wasn't like married and if I didn't have like the government assistance because of COVID-19 they happened to like up their unemployment and like pay me extra and like sell a bunch of masks like all these things like that's like and I was telling you this before like that's why I feel like every single sign was pointing to like girl make this happen because it's now or never like make it happen it was just meant to be I think honestly it was absolutely meant to be the timing as horrible as the timing was it literally laid out an entire golden road path for you to be your actual natural creative self to like have the freedom to just create and make things happen and you threw them out in the wall and people were like, oh my God, I'm into this. I'm into this. I'm into this. I want more. I want more. I want more. <laughs> and this was like just the beginning. We're talking like how long has this been? Four months? Yeah. So like I think masks started at like beginning of April. And we're in August. Yeah. So in four yeah. months, you've made a fuck ton of people masks. You've created <laughs> and launched the cactus kit. And you have created and launched multiple air plant hangers and home decor. Yeah. And you have several other things on the way. It's And we're only four months in. It's funny when you say it like that because I'm like, I'm not moving fast enough. (laughs) I put so much pressure on myself. Being speed of light. (laughs) I put so much pressure on myself, like, on it, like, right away. So, like, this was something that I thought I would probably talk about and and now's the time, but... (laughs) like a week after I got laid off I was like waking up every morning and I was like I'm gonna make a smoothie I'm gonna meditate I'm gonna do yoga I'm gonna like get on LinkedIn I'm gonna get on Indeed I'm gonna apply everywhere I'm gonna do all these things like my to-do list was so insane and I was just like this is how you have to do it you just have to stay busy because or else you're gonna go crazy and like again this is like a week before everybody else got laid off right so I had my first ever panic attack or anxiety attack I don't I still can't figure out what the difference is but I had one of those and it was terrifying did you stop breathing were you like suffocating um, I felt like I was gonna pass out I was like super dizzy um I just felt really weird like my heart was beating really fast I felt tingly my sight got kind of funny Ugh, it was scary I was like dude am I having like a heart attack or like a stroke like you probably had an anxiety attack 100% yeah And it was weird because I was, like, that day I was actually kind of chill. Like, I remember, like, I was, like, I'm going to take some time and, like, sit on the couch and watch TV, you know, because I'm not going to be searching for a job for, like, an hour. And maybe that's what did it. But, like, 
dude I was like holy shit I'm putting so much pressure on myself like yeah. I can't believe I did this like yeah. I just gave myself an anxiety attack thinking that like I had to fix the situation immediately you know I mean it's it's very natural and I feel like it's one of those things where it's like I feel like especially in like first world countries like mental health and anxiety issues are sort of like thrown to the curb because it's like we have a fantastic life like we really do like we shouldn't be complaining about motherfucking shit it really and but however we get so like accustomed and like comfortable in this life that we live that we aren't trained or you know ready to experience like the rug being thrown out from under us yeah and when that happens you are for the first time in your life you're thrown into a fight or flight moment Mm. and you have to literally think like i need to figure something out because in this american culture we know it's very difficult especially in california to survive and continue living here without a stable high income you have to create a quick and fast game plan to be able to sustain your current living situation with no job and no income and figure out how to make it happen with the flash of a fucking light that's exactly what happened and, I was and like, then you have a panic attack and then you have a panic attack and you don't even know what's happening to you you think you're dying and it's just like your whole entire world just gets freaking turned upside down all because you put all of your eggs in one basket and you put yeah. your freaking like future into a company that you think is gonna be there back you know and like it wasn't it's and it's never going to be and like i remember i one time read something on linkedin you know people like write little articles and shit on linkedin and i after they get laid off uh, just uh, who knows when but i like very rarely read them but i remember i saw a post on linkedin once and it said stop telling your employees that you're family because you're fucking not yeah you will never be family you aren't family it's not you even never want remotely to be close to being family. <laughs> yeah. And the right. minute that you send that message that you're family, you create this dynamic that one is a lie and two is completely unrealistic for the corporate world and is completely unrealistic for people navigating their careers. Why doesn't mommy and daddy love me? <laughs> like what? It is the weirdest like core value dynamic I've ever heard of. It's like we're not family. We're professionals. I'm doing you a service. You're doing me a service. The minute that like emotions and person that, that's a personal thing, you know. It's like right. HR should have stepped in and been like family. What the what fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a terrible thing. Um, which <sighs> hopefully people will start to figure out when they had to fucking lay off their entire family members and throw them to the curb (laughs) it's like i think too like probably what it's taught a lot of people is that like you can't really count on everything to be there all the time and like even people that have um careers and jobs that they think are essential for instance like Okay, it's maybe not that essential, but like a hairstylist. People are always going to need their haircut. Like, that's what I always thought. You know, like, I'm going to be a hairstylist. I'll never not have a job. Everybody's going to, oh, everybody has hair. But now it's like, hairstylists can literally not work right now because of yeah. the government. So it's like, how do you plan for that shit? You know, it's, it's, that's the part that I think is like, is real wild. 
You can't. And it's forcing people to be really creative and really innovative for themselves, not for other people. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, what other arty party shit do we have to recap on? What's the story? Let us know. Okay. So right now, the arty party website is officially live. It's been up and running for about six weeks, almost two months, actually. And, um, I'll tell you, like, the honest truth, like, it hasn't been, like, a crush bang boom, like, selling 500 masks in a month or selling out of, you know, 100 kits in 24 hours, but there's, it's, it's steady building, and again, like, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to, um, the people who have been, uh, supporting it and who have made a purchase for me, I appreciate um, I appreciate it so, so, so much. It means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, so websites live. I have a collection of air plants, all sorts of different varieties. So I actually ship live plants to you. Um, I have a collection of different accessories to go with the air plants so that you can display them in different ways. Um, I do weekly newsletters about what's going on with me what's going on with the company i do a weekly um cocktail every friday i call it happy hour i put it up on my instagram and on pinterest and everywhere um because the goal of my company really is just to um just to spread happiness and joy and like start a party wherever i can so (laughs) that's that's the goal until we can like party in real life face to face um we're doing it we're doing it virtually i'm I'm making it happen (laughs) i love it you know what i was just thinking too so something that would be really fun for like next gen rd party which i feel like you've already like definitely like dazzled with this a little bit already but i keep seeing like group activities happening and like one thing that i keep seeing is like obviously you know how people do like wine and paint nights and stuff like that yeah like it would be so fun to do like let's all make one of the arty party happy hour cocktails together yeah and then we can do one of our clay things yes girl this is like that is my goal like and I did that when I first launched cactus clay and like things all kind of got shipped out at one time I was like okay guys we're doing a live and like we did a few of those and it was so much fun to have everybody do the projects together but I want this to go down in real life I think I feel like it needs to be like an event yeah no girl like throwing a party being a host like yeah that is that is my jam I love throwing a party yeah you know (laughs) so uh, future of the RD party I feel like that's like happening RD party gone live yes (laughs) it's it's definitely happening that's that's a big goal um more events for sure like I really like I have this like deep deep desire to like go be in public with people and like sell my products face to face at like a farmer's market or like a pop-up shop so that's close on my list of like next things I want to conquer um I've commissioned my father to build me some displays (laughs) so I can like travel and put things up um and he's he's a badass so I'm sure they're gonna be awesome hell yeah i fucking love it there's so much to come i know like there's so much to come and also like like we've already mentioned you're four months in i know like 
you know, you, it's like, it's one of those, like, this kind of sucks, I'm unemployed and shit like that, but silver lining is I have all this time to invest in me and my business. So it's always going to be a slower start, but the buildup is coming to a huge celebration. So I feel like, as I've said before, lots of people could be going through some of the same things that you've experienced over the past like eight months. Um, they're either they've either already gone through it, they're going through it, they're afraid they're going to go through it. There's probably a lot of people that have either lost their jobs, ha- are losing their jobs, even a lot of people that don't know what to do next. Maybe some that do know what they want to do next, but are just don't even know where to start. Like I feel like this is where you have a lot of really incredible insight. Yeah. Like, how do people restart? Like, what's the refresh button look like? Like, where do we go? How do we take step one? Like, what does that look like? Wow. It's heavy. It is heavy because I also think it's like, it's different for everybody, but I think like the main thing is just like, just take a step, you know, just, just get like make movement happen. Like, even if it's something small, if it's like even if it's like teaching yourself like a new skill that you've always wanted to learn doesn't necessarily mean you're going to turn paper mache into a career but if like you've always wanted to learn how to paper mache something like fucking learn how to do it you know like just go for it like take a take a risk put it out there like get your friends like involved in like whatever your idea is because i think that that's something that i've also learned is like when you share like what your goals are and like ideas that you have with like the people you love the most they're gonna like give you so much like love and support and confidence so it's like if you have a like a dream or a desire like you do need to start over like you don't have to do everything alone you know talk to people and like get their opinions you know i've asked my people on my like instagram like hey guys i have no idea what project to do next what do you think yes or no you know it's like i don't know if i'm like being concise or clear here but i think it's like take the step get your people that you know love you behind you and freaking go for it for sure so i i connect with a lot of other small business owners and podcasters and people that will give advice on like just how to fucking do shit And one of the things that they always mention is that you should not measure your success on numbers, money, Mm -hmm. or follower counts. Yeah. Like, what you should, like, measure your success on is the feedback you get, the reviews you get, the connections you've made, what your customers have said to you in response to their experience working with you or receiving your product, like that like every individual positive response you get from people that are directly correlated with you or your product or your business that should be your measurement of success because at the end of the day the people that engage and have a positive experience with their community are the ones that are going to go the farthest and it might be slow it absolutely might be slow it could be the slowest progression yeah like but when you build those like real genuine realistic connections with people they were like fuck yeah i like this person i want to support them yeah yeah and that's so you're right it's like that's how you measure your success it's like 
measure it by like taking like the the risks and measure it by like getting out of your comfort zone and all of those things because there's a lot of that that needs to happen when you're growing you know for sure well any last finishing touches before i ask you the pressing question of the hour hmm i don't think so i mean should i do my shameless plug here on where people yeah, can find me always <laughs> okay so my website is the artyparty.com arty is spelled a-r-t-i-e party spelled like party party <laughs> and on the uh on the gram you can find me at the dot arty dot party um so pretty active on there i respond to everything so feel free to reach out i'd love to connect with with everyone all right well it's the question of the hour i don't know if you're prepared for this <laughs> but because this is the mimosa sisterhood and we like to drink and empower women how do you or what do you feel define sisterhood okay i did think about this question and i think to me it's it's sort of like what we were talking about it's like there's people that are gonna have your back no matter what you know and though that is your straight up sisterhood it's the girls that are there for you that like they may or may not be related to you but they literally support you like your family um that's what i feel like a sisterhood is i feel like it's the people that are gonna root you on and lift you up and curse somebody out after they fire you and (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 your it's your it's your girls you know it's the ones that you know are just going to be there for you and and to me that's like my inner sisterhood but I also think that there's like this kind of broader version of that that's like you see the people around you like whether you've met them on instagram that are also like going after a dream and you're like hell yeah girl like you do you no matter like if you're like gonna listen to their podcast or not or whatever it is it's like Mm -hmm. you're gonna cheer them on and you're gonna be there for them and to me that is that's a sisterhood fuck yeah totally agree and I think, like, I've been super excited about asking this question because I imagine that everybody I ask it to will have a different answer and mm-hmm. all of them will be fucking fire. <laughs> and I'm planning to compile them all into one giant audio clip and having a big streaming understanding of what sisterhood means to everybody. I love that. And I'm so glad I got to go first or else I'd be trying to, like, right? way too hard, like, come up with something original. <laughs> Like, okay, don't say what she said, don't say what she said, don't say what she said. What am I going to say? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. we fucking did it, girl. I love it. This was so much fun. <laughs> Can I be a guest host all the time? <laughs> fucking all the time. And if you, if there's a, you do know, if there's a woman that you like whose story you want to tell, you are welcome on that segment as well. Okay. Um, and I also have, like girls in mind that are super inspiring to me that i'm gonna pass along to you pass it along yes closing closing comments um reach out to us like Mm -hmm. that's the point that's the point we're just talking about sisterhood like 
I want to be a resource to people and I want my guests to be a resource to people. So if you are trying to start a podcast, if you're trying to start your own business, if you're curious about e-commerce, if you need help with social media, like I literally want us to help each other start our own shit and succeed. This isn't about fucking one-upping each other. This isn't about charging a fucking $300 fee for one piece of advice. (laughs) I think we should really like use each other as resources and take advantage of building strong communities within each other and supporting each other's businesses. So hit me up, hit Julie up. We're here. We're ready. It's on. Taking 2020 by the balls. Let's do this. Dude, it's like game over. We're starting our own game. Done. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Mic drop. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye, and we will. This is our first episode of the new segment. So, um, be on the lookout for number two. It should come in the next couple of weeks. And otherwise, (laughs) just keep on keeping on, motherfuckers. Yeah, keep being a badass, Melissa. Appreciate you so much for having me on and for picking me. Of You're course. a freaking inspiration. Didn't even have to think twice. Can't wait for you to take over the whole world. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have an anxiety attack in three seconds. I am too feeble and weak-minded to take over the world. Don't you tell yourself those lies. Don't I'll be you their, tell like, yourself those lies. I'll be their PR agent and, like, write lots of things about it, though. I'll let no. somebody else, like, be, like, the face and i'll just be like writing all the shit in the background no way you're fucking superwoman you got this <laughs> oh all right well thank you guys for tuning in i hope you like this first episode of the new segment if you are interested in being on it if you have a fucking fa- fantastic story to tell call me text me dm me all the shit email me let's do it um and other than that have a good day see you next week bye bye